Yeah, Merry Christmas to all, hope it's been a great year Desperate mothers is bringing in the cheer The stockings are hung and the tree is lit And Santa is coming with all the gifts We've done a lot this year but just begun The bunny rabbit tragedies is on the run CJ Adam and Jack, we got a lot coming up and we guarantee that We miss the deadlines but what else is new We're perfectionists at what we do Merry Christmas to all, hope it's been a great year We're looking forward to the 2015 premiere Alright, so, so that was a That was a Fiverr gig that I commissioned For the intro to the Christmas show that never saw the light of day <laughs> okay so this is the desperate mothers podcast i'm cj watson and with me today is uh my oldest friend ray hernandez unless you want to go by something else what do you want to go by dart nihilus <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm dart nihilus yeah i think that name is taken oh okay that's fine then i'll take my given name yeah, and don't be giving out your Xbox gamer tag because I think one of our listeners in India is actually a little hacker script kitty, so he might he might hack your Xbox. Yeah, it's too too much money to drive over there and choke him. Well, it's India, so it's it's on almost impossible to drive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy who would try to walk around the world. Right. Then he drowned. The trick, the the trick to that is, uh, you get on a boat, you just never stop walking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's kind of cheating. But yeah, Jack and I, we got together and we originally recorded a Christmas podcast or a Christmas themed podcast. It was it's supposed to be a Christmas themed podcast, but it totally went uh, well. It didn't work out too well. <laughs> what is it? Uh, wine. Oh, you started drinking and then went to crap. Outstanding. Yeah, and and I actually had a pretty good idea of, of the things we we're going to do on the podcast. You like, had an outline. <laughs> well, and you had it written down like like usual. Well, and then you didn't stick to the script. If you listen to the first couple of uh, podcasts, you know that they they kind of meander without an outline. So you really do need something. So what I did is I picked up a, a couple of fruitcakes with the Christmas theme, right? I thought we were going to like compare fruitcakes. We got one from Target and one from Walmart. And, and we were having a hard time finding fruitcakes. For what? Just like a taste test, you know? Fruitcake is a Christmas thing. Oh, yeah. Pretty much you can be sure they taste like well, we can actually talk about it, but but by then, <laughs> by then one or two of us were were like a few sheets to the wind. Our, right. If our sales weren't all the way up, they were getting there. <laughs> so not only did you drink all the wine, you ate all the fruitcake. Oh, you know that was the funny part of the podcast. No, nobody ate all the fruitcake. I don't know. I don't care how drunk you could have been. Yeah, fruitcake tastes like fruitcake. If it's really good, fruitcake is awesome. But uh, if it's from Walmart, it's probably not really good. No, no, it's not. Most of the Midwest can attest to that. <laughs> I mean, fruitcake can be a magical thing, especially if you soak it in alcohol like you're supposed to. You know, like rum-soaked fruitcakes, brandy-soaked fruitcakes. 
but the kind you get from Walmart and Target aren't going to No, be. no, they're not. So, uh, so I guess, I mean, I guess we can blame it on that. In in our attempt to to equal out the fruitcake effect, we were trying to soak ourselves in alcohol. Right. You're trying to cut out the middleman. Yeah, yeah. Instead of pouring the alcohol on the fruitcake, yeah, we, we just drink it. You're pouring it inside the fruitcake. Right. We're mixing it in our bellies. In the, in the internal fruitcake. Right. <laughs> well, anyways, that does not make a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would. When you, you can't remember what are we doing? <laughs> what are these mics here for? <laughs> well, it's worse when I go back to mix the podcast down. Like I can't listen to this. This is horrible. When you're sober. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This no, we we knew right away it wasn't good. <laughs> Oof. That's what editing's for. Yeah, well, you know, after about an hour and a half, I think we might have gotten about eight or nine minutes of good podcast in, and it was just so much wasted. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, live and learn, and uh, I guess now I know that trying to arrange podcasts and schedules and auditions and everything for December is quite a uh, Herculean feat. You know, nobody wants to do anything December. No. But uh, apparently the guys on Fiverr will come through with a little introduction or uh, a podcast song like I just had. So if you've gone through any of the old episodes, you can hear in the first five or six that I started commissioning podcast intros from Fiverr users. Yeah, that sounds good. So they do a good job. Yeah, yeah. So if you go and you listen to a few of them, it's great. Um, I also got a regular radio type introduction, like the FM radio ones, those shows. Yeah, the guy with the uh, a neat voice. He yeah, yeah. Good. I got a really good D- a DJ type introduction with uh, special effects and good radio music bumper kind of stuff. Yeah, those bumpers sound good. Those guys definitely know what they're doing. So there's a lot of good guys doing bumpers on Fiverr that I'm slowly amassing for the podcast. So that way at least the bumpers and the credits will sound good. <laughs> Everything else in between. Yeah, then when it gets to the Yeah, then it's just this. The podcast, then then, then people can jump out the window, out of the windows. Right. <laughs> but if we stick to themes, then I can chapter those in the podcast and people can skip ahead, you know. So we, if I had done that fruitcake podcast, I could have like added the theme, added the beginning of the fruitcake as a chapter point, and added the final consensus as a chapter point, so people can stick, skip through. But like I said, we kind of meandered all over the place. So I think the beginning to the end of the podcast was continuously touching on fruitcake and whatever odd thing we were talking about. It was torturous to listen to. My Christmas present to the world (laughs) was not publishing that podcast. (laughs) That's funny. Merry Christmas. (laughs) You guys don't know how much you appreciate my gift. All right. (laughs) I feel very gay. 
Was ist das? Who is it? Housekeeping? I used that one time. <laughs> that joke was funny, too. <laughs> so it goes. I knew it wasn't. I knew it was you. I'm like, if you knew it was me, then why'd you open the door? <laughs> so you don't drink anymore, do you? Yeah, of course. Why? Why not? I just. You haven't been drinking before this, have you? No. I drank so maybe a month, a uh, couple, couple weeks. Couple weeks maybe. ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. I got some Guinness in the fridge, and some bass, or maybe I drank all the bass. I think bass is my favorite. So very bitter, bitter stout. Right, stout. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Bass. Those Englishmen. Yeah. What is that? A- Bar? Ale. Yeah, it's just an ale. That's right. British ale. <laughs> so, yeah. hmm. you, do you, you have to do you have to urinate? I sure do. <laughs> I got the bladder of an infant, <laughs> and the and the penis to boot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. So you've got some music for the show. Yeah, actually, I do, but. Uh, can't for the life of me figure out how to put it on at this while the while the uh, track is going. That's what I was trying to do before, but uh, being that I'm computer illiterate, <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to how to. I thought you were listening to it and you were not. No, was no, just, I, I wasn't. Um, but you can upload that to the the shared drive, and I'll send you an email where to upload that to. And then oh we, yeah, then we can decide where we want to use it. But like I said, with uh, your band, if you got tracks you want us to play at the end, I'd be that would be great. I'd love to put that at the end of the podcast. Yeah, what I figured I was going to do is just send you a bunch of stuff and then yeah, tell you what which ones I think are good, and obviously you know listen to it yourself and make that decision yourself, and then you can play it into intros, outs, you know. Fade out. What I don't know the terms you use. You're all savvy. Yeah. We could use it for the bumpers. Yeah. Also, also, I'd like tunes. to get some of your music for the Bunny Rabbit tragedies itself. Uh, or if you yeah, want to write sure. some new stuff, that would be great. Yeah, that's going to be a couple months away on that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you have to get a um, a keyboard. Mm. You have to get a synthesizer so you can use your one hand. Right, my, to make it sound like you're playing the guitar. Right. Oh, that's the most irritating one. Scott used to do that. Oh, my God. He sent me the guitar part on the synthesizer, and I'd listen to it. I could have just figured it out, Scott. No, 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 no. It's good. I'm like, yeah, it is good to listen to it, but shit. It's, it sounds horrible. <laughs> Keyboards actually sound good if you put distortion on them, but... Uh, Still sounds bad. This is just a trial run. Yeah. Yeah, trial run. Well, if it doesn't suck too much, it'll go live too, so. Fuck you. <laughs> I, 
cock throbbing because of the fucking urine that's going to spray your red face, and you're, you're saying we're going to go live. Well, no, we're not going to. We're not going to go live. No. We're, we're going to uh, publish this. Don't be me. Don't make me be like Jing Young Un and <laughs> hack into your computer. Why don't you go take a piss, and we'll just edit that out. What, dude? It, I totally. F- Hold on. Okay. I'll be right back. I was just wanted to figure out how to, how it sounded. Yeah. Well, there's no better way to do it than actually to make a podcast. Because I won't be as critical until I'm in the mixing stage. Yeah, true. Okay. Because I, I don't have your stuff. So go ahead. Go take a piss. And okay. we'll resume. All right. Thanks, dude. So now is the time on the show when we talk about our Christmas. You know, it was since it was kind of like a Christmas show theme that never happened. And the opening to this one had that Christmas kind of song where it does mention that we did not meet our deadlines. Right. Um, so Jack's not around here because he's in Texas visiting his family. Uh, oh yeah, he's a Texan. No, but they kind of go to Texas where some of them live as a hub because they're all over the country. Oh, so, so Jack's it, Lisa's not. I thought Lisa was the country person. No. No, I have no idea what you're saying. She's not the country person. She Lisa's from like out here. Oh, doesn't she have an accent? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Does she speak with an accent when she's getting drunk? <laughs> no. I'm not sure we're talking about the same person. Lisa and Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, no, Jack has family in Texas. So since he has family all over the place, they meet in Texas because it's right in the middle. At least that's my understanding. So anyways, that's where they are for Christmas right now. Nice. And then uh, my other podcast show helpers are, I'm going to say visiting family, even because I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're not here. Um, You're here. And you're not here. You're home. That's true. So if this sounds all weird today, it's because we're not in the same place. And I I don't get the pro set up on, on this computer, so... Um, Normally, is that what you use? No. Oh, you use your, you get your Zoom already set up. Yeah, the the Zoom's in the garage for like on location podcasting, and the Zoom's. Well, I say the garage. The Zoom's in the garage is the the Fur Moon Studios. Right. So that's where we're set up for the puppet show. So it's got the um, wireless headset systems. On the tray that the 24 track lives off of. And since everything's wrapped up in there, I didn't want to bring it in here. Oh, no, no. It's so much easier when you have everything set up. That's the best way to do it. You set everything up, so then you just come in and turn it on, and it's ready to go. You disassemble everything, and it's such a pain in the butt. Yeah, and that's the whole point of having a studio is that you can leave everything hooked up. Right. So hopefully soon. The studio will be a, a living uh, workspace for the Bunny Rabbit Tragedies puppet show. 
That's cool. Because Jack and I were building Hollywood flats for the backgrounds, and I'm working up the system for the modules for the background uh, trees, forestry, general woods kind of thing. Oh, he's going to build the set for you? <laughs> no, me's going to build a set for me. Me's? Me. Me. Yes. Hope, Got it. Hopefully I can get people in to help, but everybody's so busy and, you know, it's not their baby. I'm trying to, like, impart ownership to people, like, okay, so you're going to be on the show and you're going to help with this and you're going to help with that. Oh, and, for it, sure. and it's not going to be just all me because it's taken so long because I always make it all me. Part of this podcast, most of this podcast. Well, you don't get help. You don't, you don't accept. It's hard for you to help, accept help because you're a, a control freak and, and you have, you're perfectionist. Yeah, I, I, I'm downplaying that perfectionist bit because I'm looking at my puppets thinking they well, <laughs> they suck. That's only that's only a good representation if you have money to buy the better materials and you know that just like anything. Yeah, yeah, Come like on. like I t- I talked about this on previous podcasts where given the time and money and, and the professional help or even people dedicated to helping me all the time, I would totally rebuild most of the bunny rabbits because I know how to build their heads better now, or there's a blinking eye mechanisms that I want to add, or there's you know directional ears that I want to add, just all this really cool stuff that I know how to do now that I didn't know how to do when I started that I'd like to incorporate into the show, but... Totally. You'd totally do head better than you used it when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> what? What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how much you practiced when you were a kid. <laughs> and I could never reach. <laughs> well, what's good thing about you is you cut the balls. That's <laughs> You're always uh, generous <laughs> with taking care of the children. <laughs> yes, <laughs> luckily this is an explicit all an explicit um, mature audience only podcast. All right. Well, then I should leave now. <laughs> As a mature audience, <laughs> right? You can be an immature uh, right. cast member. Oh man. You know, it's funny too, is I can hear the way you talk. It's uh, very, very relaxed, relaxed. So that's good. I'm still thinking about, uh, you know, I don't like people looking at me and hearing me. <laughs> Not you. It throws it, you know, Daniel. Oh, I don't Thank like you. people hearing my voice. My voice is awful. I, I, I tease or I joke and I say, I have a face for radio, but a voice for newspaper. Nice. So I shouldn't be doing any of the things that I, I want to do. No, I think he should give you the. Uh, uh, I think you should forget about editing this one. Just well, we wanted to kind of set up the format, and then I mean, you do what you want. It's just I sound horrible. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know, because I'm. Well, if- I can hear the old lady in the other room. The mountain man in the other room is probably putting on lotion. <laughs> the dog's over there acting like she's crazy you know. he's talking to himself as if, as if he's, right. he's uh, if he's right. Buffalo Bill mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it puts the lotion on 
Hey, right. dude, you're talking to yourself. I don't care. Don't interrupt right. me. He keeps saying, "I'm going to give myself the hose." I'm going to give dog. myself the hose. Right? Yeah. He's so um, not such a narcissist. He talks about himself in the third person. <laughs> you know, is what it is. Kind of the opposite of me. I talk about myself in the third person, but it is not nice at all. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Anyway, so nobody's around to podcast with, so that's why I suckered you into doing this. I thought you said this was a sex chat. Well, they're all sex chats. Just sometimes you don't see what's going on. Right. Didn't you hear me let my dog in? (laughs) I let the dog in. I got the jar of peanut butter. He's doing his thing right now. Exactly. Oh, man. So we went to see The Hobbit already. So, um, yeah, we're probably not going to go with you to see The Hobbit now. Don't worry, I already sent you a, a nasty email. You haven't received it. Was, it was super entertaining, though. It was definitely worth it. It's a long movie, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. What made her want to go that day? She just kind of, with her mom and dad being gone and her brother, she's kind of just... Yeah, the movies are nice because it takes your mind off of it unless you get into, yeah. like, a... Oh, I didn't... Yeah, I figured, no, that's a good way to do it. It's just I didn't think that she was even into that stuff. Because she, she's usually into girlier things you know yeah she, well, she likes the hobbit movie. she likes uh she likes star wars and you know the twilight that's 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 sci-fi right because the vampire sparkle true the twilight's pretty painful i mean i enjoyed it it was ridiculously uh it was ridiculous you gotta love it for what it does and that uh romanticize vampires Makes them sparkly. Eh. In as in, using as few words as possible. <laughs> well, the CGI was it wasn't too bad on it. I mean, the wolves looked pretty good. Uh, he and his, you know, homosexual family. Now that's a different story. <laughs> that's all vampires, dude. All vampires. Yeah. Didn't you watch? Yeah, didn't well, you watch the Interview with the Vampire? All vampires. Of course, are gay. all vampires are bisexual. Yeah, no worries. No, I loved him for Interview with the Vampire. That's, he did a great job in that. The stat was amazing. Yes. But, uh, yeah, with these guys, it was just way... I couldn't see... Uh, I'm still just befuddled that they used that guy, Robert Patterson, uh, as the lead character. I mean, if you look at Harry Potter... Oh yeah, when he he was in the um, Harry Potter. Yeah, he was the uh, he was the kid in the maze. Uh, Diggory, Diggory. Uh, right. I forget what his first name is, but he's the one who gets killed by uh, Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah. Yeah. And then Harry's crying like a little sissy, sissy bitch. <laughs> he killed him. Like, yeah, he's an evil sorcerer. That's what he does, and he's going to kill you, too. <laughs> Maybe the part where we were telling you, Harry, about the evil sorcerer that killed people, and he was so bad. <laughs> that killed your parents and left the the, the open the, the, the can of whoop-ass on your forehead. <laughs> that scar on your, on your forehead you got from when Voldemort killed your mom. Yeah. Uh, that equals Voldemort, bad guy. Exactly. So, so you're surprised that he killed him. 
but you shouldn't have been. Yeah, that was that was a good series overall. I, mean, I, thought I, I really enjoyed little... Harry Potter. It started off as a really super sweet like fairy tale. Yeah, and, I thought it was real good in the beginning. And then it went dark. And right. then, you know, I really enjoyed the way fairy tale, I mean, the way that Harry Potter ended. And I'm going to say spoiler alert in case anyone hasn't seen Harry Potter. This is a Harry Potter spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear us talk about how Harry Potter ended, stop the podcast now and never listen to the rest of it. Because if you haven't watched Harry Potter yet, you never are going to. So, In fact, no, just forget I said anything about spoiler alert because you've had enough time. So at the right. So at the end, when the story's wrapped up and all the people that sided with Voldemort suffer no repercussions they don't go to jail um what's his name the weasley faced kid the little blonde one uh, malfoy malfoy remember malfoy no no, no. weasley is the uh, no no i said weasley faced kid not oh, the weasley not the kids. weasley right, right. kids yeah the malfoy uh, the malfoy kid the malfoy Dra- kid for his parents draco the dad's draco yeah yeah so the whole family pretty much suffered no repercussions for their evil acts during Voldemort's return. Yeah. And, and I quite liked it because it was pretty much like real life, you know? Right, like, that those people never uh, like after pay their Like after a for... war, you forgive everybody in order to stop the fighting, right? Right. And he hid that he was a uh, you know bad guy anyways from the rest of the people that he worked with at work that were considered all good wizards. Well, except um, the Malfoy kid. I mean, he and his the chubby bruiser buddies were trying to kill yeah. Harry and his friends, remember? Even one of them died in the fire, falling off the tower in the... In, oh, when that... Uh, that Yeah, right, when they were going through the huge chess pieces? No, no, in the rooms when they were looking for the... The magical items, it was almost right about the end where they're about to do the showdown. Mm, right. Anyways, one, well, I, one of the kids... Yeah, one of the those two idiots dies. Yeah, and like I said, there's no repercussions. And that's it's actually kind of interesting. I kind of liked it at the end. Not that I think bad guys should get away with it, but in the real world, bad guys do get away with stuff. Generally do, right. You know, good guys have to do bad things in order for bad guys not to get away with stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we actually live in kind of a pussy society that doesn't do bad things, you know? We got the cops to arrest people because we don't want to do vigilante justice. That's fine, because we don't want to be bad guys. But bad guys get away with stuff. And sometimes uh, it's not reflected in movies, but in Harry Potter it was, and I like that. Yeah, I thought they did a pretty good job with it. So in order to return to normal, we have to forgive past transgressions, or at least pretend they didn't happen. So on the bus station, when they're sending their kids to Hogwarts, you know, Harry sees the Malfoy family and nothing, right? Right. I would have been stabbing him in the heart with (laughs) with my magic wand. I would have taken my cart and rammed his head into the wall. Yeah. So then his his head would have his brains would have been exploding in two different time zones. <laughs> Hogwarts stage. 
the station at Hogwarts school, I would have spilled uh, Malfoy's brains all over both. <laughs> right, every, everybody else can forgive and forget, but uh, no. No, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna stab you in the heart with my wand. I'm gonna split your no, head open. I'm gonna expel Armus your face all over the place. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Malfoy's uh his his wand of doom. Because <laughs> I I think I think I was more broken up that uh, Dumbledore was killed than Harry was. Yeah, he he got over that real quickly. I mean, his father figure, right? The only father figure, because this is the right. boy that lived under the stairs whose father was killed by Voldemort. Right. Then has... And he thinks Snape killed Dumbledore. And then he's kind of like, not so hard on Snape. I mean... Okay, Snape was my favorite character in the series. Well, right. And you don't realize that he's the half-blood prince and that he's the one that's really special and that Terry's parents treated him really bad. Yeah, Except and I really think that mom. that made it really a complex character, and and I think as the J.K. Rowling's was writing more and more, it went from the little saccharine fairy tale of the first book to a really complex drama at the end, and it works out that way because that's really how all coming of age stories work. You know, they all start off as. You know the the child who becomes a adult, rife with gray areas and and differences, and not a clean cut black and white good versus evil story anymore. Yeah, definitely. That was a she did a good job with the all of that. I'm just waiting for the Star Wars stuff to come out, and that's hopefully they can. Pick up from where they left off. I don't know. I I seen a, a droid that looked like a beach ball, and I'm thinking if that thing talks with George Jar's voice, I'm out. Yeah, I was talking to Daniel, and we were saying the same thing that uh, Jar Jar Binks has got to be the worst character ever. And before for, before that, for me, it was the Ewoks. That is true. That's a good point. Uh, the Ewoks were pretty bad. Yeah, I, I think. I can even take Jar Jar over the Ewoks. The Ewoks were pretty bad. I mean, it was just like, oh, got a teddy bear's got the uh, ability to kill you. <laughs> I, I I have talked about this in the past before. I think if you survive the Battle of Endor, teddy bears now traumatize you. You have right. PTSD totally related to teddy bears. Exactly. You are one badass clone that wants to kill everything soft and furry and cute because if you've seen your buddy's head get crushed by a giant log or get stabbed in the back by a cute and fuzzy teddy bear you're not going to be a very happy person anymore no and that was the funny thing too is because with the Jar Jar Binks that was uh I heard it on an interview where that was one of Lucas's favorite characters he thought it was just such a great idea I don't know if he had partaken in ganja smoking with some Haitians that were cleaning his house or what happened. Misa going to create a ganja man. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, it, it was really hard for me to make that leap of faith to a prominent character like that, especially when you don't even get rid of the guy when he comes into focus 
No, he takes you to his village. <laughs> There's three billion of them that talk with the same horrible accent. Then did a job of the hut esque, mated with George Binks. And made the king of that town, too. Yeah, that was pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that move, that was... Misa think Jar Jar should be killed. <laughs> the only thing we could agree on. I horrible. also think Jar Jar should be killed. <laughs> yeah, they should have just wiped out the whole... <laughs> should have gone out with the nuclear explosive and... Gone down but, to that. But that whole king speech. You, sir, think you are so good a... Like, yeah. what? Why are we plunged into the racial strife and conflict <laughs> on this piddly little planet? Yeah, if I was literally uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I would have asked him, Excuse me, king. What level of grade did you go to? Me go to a tree grade. <laughs> <laughs> A, a grade in a tree. Exactly. Poor guy. So, so if that <laughs> if that beach ball stops rolling and gives me a jar jar or an Ewok type sound, I'm going to be. I'm just going to walk out. You're going to walk out and out. say, "Yes, I'd like my money back." To the 16 year old behind the, the screen who's who's not paid attention to you because he's texting his girlfriend. But like. <laughs> Um, why do you want your money back, sir? Because the beach ball talked in a cutesy voice, and I'm out. Exactly. It's going to have, like, a baby voice. It's going to say, God, I can't even do a baby voice right now. Not like a Howie Mandel Bobby voice, but like right. but like one of those... Unse- Something un- that's annoying. Yeah. Un- High-pitched and annoying. Soft. Supposed to be cute and Art, non-menacing, and it just comes out as annoying. Yeah, yeah, just like uh, fingernails on a chalkboard in your brain. <laughs> yeah, when you you, I think if you take the road of making it more as realistic as possible, you're gonna want to keep it not so much dark, but really. Human nature it always has that dark side to it. When you start making a too fluffy, never-ending story <laughs> style, what's that going to do for you? Look at it. Look at even the uh, old Tom Cruise movie. Uh, what was it? Legend, where uh, Tim Curry plays the uh, the devil. Yes, yes. Even that was supposed to be very whimsical, and then boom, it went in. Finally, got going and then it was very dark which made the film a lot better because tim curry's part was amazing well that's classic storytelling i mean we you can't really indulge get the people sympathetic behind a character unless you give them a lot of good backstory and then and you give them a lot of fluff a lot of a lot of niceness a lot of sweetness and you give them the dream what you're doing you're setting up the dream for the audience and that's what the character is trying to attain and that makes the evil that you introduce much more menacing you know right when you show that contrast yeah yeah so it's a good it's a good uh storyteller's tool um i don't think you had that with jar jar i don't think anything about that life was good in fact they were going to kill jar jar so they should have just done that and let us all be on our merry way well yeah they wanted the guy to be nice and 
good for kids to watch, not very dark. But it, instead of Jar Jar, they should have called them Retartar. <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> yeah. Too many opinions on that guy. So, yeah, I, I'm holding out. Once I saw the beach ball, I, I, I was, like, super excited. I saw that, the promos, the trailers for the new Star Wars. And I'm super excited. Then I see the beach ball, and now I'm somewhat apprehensive. So I'm going to withhold judgment until I see it. But I'm already going negative. But that's because that's based on history. I have Ewoks and Jar to blame on that. That's two out of three. I mean, you know, or that's two. It's two. One strike against each of the franchises you know one one strike against the old franchise with the ewoks one strike yeah, against the new sure. franchise with the jar jar and and now if this uh post george lucas franchise gives us beach balls with baby voices i'm gonna just lose my shit true you often get that with disney but um you know they definitely have the financial backing that that you can or worse it's gonna have mickey mouse's voice right money's not gonna be an object uh i mean that would definitely shoot the zeppelin out of the sky if you put mickey's uh voice on it (laughs) i don't think anybody's gonna go for that no matter how diehard the mickey fans are you can't cross over from that much of a cartoonish style to what in essence is supposed to be reality well, what do we all want? We all want to have powers like Jedi's. So you start putting too much of a romper-esque uh, way into it uh, with Mickey's voice. Oh, forget it. That'll just kill the whole bankrupt the <laughs> whatever they're calling themselves now. The Disney Empire? Uh, no, I'm just pertaining to Lucasfilm. I, well, it's owned, it's know, owned they, by Disney now, so... So they don't even call it anything. I don't know. I think it's still Lucasfilm, but it's really just part of the greater Disney empire. I think uh, the next acquisition Disney's going to uh, seek is like uh, their own private army. So they could be a country. Pretty much. They own Marvel. They own Lucas. So they they pretty much control most of the intellectual property. I think they're seeking to rival China in control of everything. China's going to actually own all our debt, and then Disney's going to actually own all our intellectual property. So people will be mortgaging their houses to China to watch movies made by Disney. None of this makes sense, by the way. But speaking of uh, crazy things that don't make sense, we saw the interview on Christmas as well. Oh, yeah, I just would rather wait because I, you know... You can purchase it I've, online. You can watch it from home for five ninety nine. Oh, I'm sure it. It's. I just don't think that it's even worth that. Show Korea uh, that uh, we're not afraid to watch the movie they don't want us to see. Yeah, but in essence, I really am afraid. I don't want to. If they got a hacker that could break into FBI, <laughs> you know, they've got they've had people look at what was it with a Dutch guy or Swedish guy that broke into FBI. Um, hard uh, the the main computer, mm-hmm. and it was giving out all kinds of information. Come on, it's all w- w- when you get to that point, you know yourself as an IT, nothing's impossible. 
it's just ambition and opportunity. Most of these 20-year-old hackers, or as they get older, 30s and 40s, they don't have anything to do. They're not normal. They're sitting at home. <laughs> they're not normal. Yeah, they're not normal. Come on. Normal people buy, sell, go to work, give their money, their 33% to Uncle <laughs> Sam, <laughs> then, you know, spend and... It's, it's a revolving circus of idiots. You know, you see everybody's going in the circle. Everybody's making four rights. Except for the hackers who... who Except for the hackers. Who, that who don't it. work. Nope. They, they, ha- they hack into the grocery store and get their uh, dominoes into them. Oh, of course. So you, you have no interest in seeing... I mean, the interview was pretty... I think later on I like uh, the two of those actors... Uh, I mean, even though uh, Franco is a little pompous. A little pompous. Seth, yeah, I mean, he starts telling you, giving you filibustering on it and his accolades, and <laughs> he's a self-promoter, that one. What? Not that that's a bad thing. Well, that's kind of his job, just, yeah. True, that is his job, but I mean, to talk about it. Oh, my goodness, yeah. If you, I saw someone that's wondering, it was just way too much to take. I liked the guy a lot more before I heard that interview, but eh, it is what it is. Most uh, actors are pretty pompous and and uh, narcissistic, like musicians, I guess. Yeah. You know, you're in the limelight. People are telling you your poop smells like uh, rainbow sherbet. It is what it is. It's true. It's true, and it does not smell like rainbow sherbet, though. I assure you. It, right, but James Franco claims that his does. It's so. That's nice. Feeds it to I, Seth Rogen. I was going to say, I guess only <laughs> Seth Rogen would know. Yeah, exactly. They get smoking that hashish. They won't know what's normal and what's not. You sure this is a baby Ruth bar? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it smells like orange sherbet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, ah, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take your word for it. You've never steered me wrong. You've made me a lot of money. All right. There you go. So now, yeah, all yeah. So I saw the interview. It was definitely worth seeing, but it wasn't like groundbreaking. No, no, I didn't think it was. I just, I'm just going to be patient about it and not have to worry about taking cover as I run out of the movie theater. When some guy with a bowl haircut's got an MK AK-47, or even worse, a laptop <laughs> hacks <laughs> hacks my bank account. <laughs> I'm accessing your credit cards from your wallet right now. Right. I don't need that. I can do stupid well enough on my own. Yeah. I got a master's degree in that. And my proof is the last 13 podcasts, so. Yeah. I hear you. Okay, so hopefully we'll get some music for you from you and we'll play on the outro right here. All right, my brother. All right, so this will probably go on the iTunes because it wasn't horrible. <laughs> That's okay. I don't think we have that many listeners. Just don't tell your friends. Well, me and my mom are the major listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell your <laughs> tell your mom to my subscribe. My my best friend. Uh, <laughs> she's gonna say, "I always knew you were stupid, and I listened to your podcast, and you proved it." Was- 
Right. My mom was your best friend, too, until you moved. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't take you to the spring dance. You would have had a date. So I wouldn't go bad-mouthing bad her. 